Hello, welcome to Marketing with Walker and Grimm, the LNP podcast for marketing professionals, specifically in central Pennsylvania. I'm John Walker, and when I'm not doing podcasts, I'm digital marketing director here at LMP Media Group. And I'm Marcus Grimm. I'm the vice president of market growth and innovation for Benchmark Construction, and we are thrilled to have you back for yet another episode. Here we are in season two. And you know, John, I got to tell you, uh, one of our final episodes in season one, it, it caused you to inspire me. Really? Was it my wit and charm? Well, you know, always we've got that. But, you know, in addition to that, you inspire me and the listeners for two reasons. Uh, On that one episode, you actually had the guts to bring in your boss, and that guy just taught us a ton about radio. So let me guess, you're bringing in Mike Callahan from Benchmark to talk about construction. That's right, marketers. You know, for the next episode, we're going to be talking about, you know, the fundamentals of, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was tempted to bring in Mr. Callahan. He'd be great on a podcast. I was tempted. But because our listeners are looking for those market, that marketing information and hearing from marketers, John, you know what I did? I decided to bring in one of my own previous bosses. Well, according to your LinkedIn profile, that doesn't narrow it down very much. Touche, my friend, but actually I'm going back in the time machine a little bit. I am actually going to bring in one of my very first bosses who happened to be, John, on some of the early episodes I've talked about my experiences in radio, but she happened to be in charge of the radio station I was at 25 years ago. Really? So I'm, I'm picturing an AM station where they used like horns and drums and stuff and had, you know, storytelling. Hey, take it easy, John. Listen, we already did the radio thing, actually. We, we got that from your boss. I didn't even bring her in here to discuss radio. We're actually here, John. You know what we're going to talk about today? It's something we haven't talked about yet at all on the podcast, but we're going to do it. We're going to talk about television advertising. And quite frankly, there's nobody in the local market that I think knows television better than Nancy Tooley. So uh, I'm just going to rip through the quick intro here. This is the quick intro of uh, Nancy Tooley. Uh, but over the course of this episode, uh, we're going we're to go over much of the next 25 years, if not more. Uh, but Nancy's on the show. She got her bachelor's degree from Penn State quickly worked her way up in some of the local and TV advertising positions. In 1996, John, she went to WGAL as their local sales manager, and then in 2003 was promoted to their general sales manager. (laughs) General sales manager. Did I get that right, John? I think you got that right. It's a gig that she had for nearly 14 years until last year. So essentially, John, we've got a person who sold video before and during this crazy, crazy digital revolution that we're in. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Have I aged well? That's my first question. It's been 25 years. <laughs> yes. You're as immature as ever. <laughs> Thank goodness it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Voice made for radio, right? Uh, every, everything, or face made for radio. What was the old phrase? Well, listen, everything I said just comes from your LinkedIn profile. But, but Nancy, help our listeners out here. Uh, you, were you born and raised here in Lancaster County? What's your story? No. No, actually, I was born and raised in Hershey. Hershey. I spent a lot of time here in Lancaster, yes. And and you went, uh, where, did you, where did you go to high school back, back in Hershey the, High. Hershey High School. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Penn State, uh, main campus? Yes. All right. So so she's, she's uh, a true Penn State grad. Now, Nancy, I'm trying to remember if, if this story is right or not. Um, uh, I could tell many stories about you 25 years ago, but I remember even when you were running the radio station, that was WRKZ. Mm-hmm. 
out in Hershey. And I felt like even back then there were people saying, hey, Nancy's really good at this, but, but you know what? Her, her, her real love is, is television. And, and was that true? Like from, from the get-go of you, I mean, you spent several years in radio, but mm-hmm. is TV your love? I think, um, Marcus, back to my education, I studied both radio and TV and how to create content. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, always loved TV. Why? Um, sight, sound, motion, emotion, all those senses makes it so impactful. So, so, and one of the things that's really, really interesting is, you know, if we think about media stations, you know, um, we always talk about the business side and, and the creative side. You, you've spent most of your career on, on the business side? Yes. So, so, so tell me, so tell me about, you know, what, what does, you know, what's a sales professional do for a TV or radio station? Let, let's get their perspective because we've got people listening to the podcast mm-hmm. who might want to buy it. Okay. A sales professional um, helps present the audience that the media represents, whether it's a radio station's audience or a TV station's audience, and what the value of that audience could be to that particular business. Is it a fit? And, and so... Um, so when we think about selling radio versus selling TV, John, you know, you, John, you probably get into this. Like, John, you know, how do you position, let me ask you just Comparing one medium to another. Yeah. Well, I I was thinking about that because uh, we have someone here who has worked in both radio and TV. And from an advertising standpoint, I mean, TV is sort of the ultimate, you know, you're basically uh, showing a little movie about your brand there, you know, sight, sound, and motion. But as a salesperson, if you had to sell one versus the other, how would you kind of compare them and contrast them? And how would you tell a potential buyer, you know, which is right for you? Um, it depends on the message you're trying to convey and the type of business it is in my mind. So if I have a service business perhaps, and um, or I'm, let me think of an example, I'm selling a cleaning service. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a business cleaning service. Sure. I don't really need to see it. Okay, yeah. And I think getting my name, the repetition of my name, and conveying the reliability of my service and doing that in a personal way on radio would suffice and could be very effective. If I'm selling, um, let's come up with another idea, something that if I show you, oh my gosh, it's impressive, and I want to demonstrate it on the video, how does that vacuum cleaner pick up all hmm. that blah, blah, blah? Sure. I'm going there. So that's okay. one of the many criteria I think of. Um, but, you know, ra- radio's power is its ability to inspire your imagination hmm. and spark it, as well as being personal. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. And TV is, they're both disruptive and interrupt you. Mm-hmm. TV can do it even more so and grab your attention and have you thinking about things you, know, you didn't okay. think of. Uh, I, that's really interesting what you're talking about, the categories of advertisers. Are there certain categories of advertisers that when you think of them, you say, wow, TV is it, you, you, you know? Uh, Anything yeah. to be demonstrated. Look Any- at YouTube. Uh, it's, it's video. You wouldn't want us on TV, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's, the de- it's the demonstration. Well, let's Make talk- sure they're on radio only. So, so let's talk about some, something basic here. So now, if, if I go all the back, back 25 years ago, um, we had a little creative department at WRKZ, mm-hmm. and, and, I, uh, and I know lots of times um, we would, uh, our services might be given away or given away at a very, very discounted level because the salesperson was selling air. The client goes, well, what am I going to put on the air? Mm-hmm. So that's what my buddy and my buddy Joel and I did. How's that work in TV? Like, um, uh, if I want to, if a, a sales rep comes in from WGAL and I say, okay, you know, I, I want to put this restaurant on TV. Do, do they give the, give the production away on that, or should I be working with a local video production company? We, we've got a great studio here at L&P. Wait, what's that look like today? Okay, I think you're asking about content Correct. beyond commercials. Okay, right. so uh, if it's content that the TV station's producing, then there could be an opportunity for you to sponsor it. Okay. So if it matters to them and they're going to invest their time, and they're offering a sponsorship, well then you know they're gonna promote it and you're gonna get a lot of visibility through it. For example, uh, the opioid crisis in the past Mm. year, they did series on that. Um, Prior to that, it was a program called Learning Matters. Mm. That's content they invested in, so you weren't paying to get it produced. Now let's- There's other examples, if I may. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Wellspan Brain Busters, the high school academic quiz show that's locally done. Well, that required that you go out and find sponsor or sponsors, and this one was a title sponsor, Wellspan, but that requires, part of that investment is for the production of the weekly quiz program. Or Dream Weddings, that requires sponsors to come up because the tv station was not going to produce that content where, where do you yeah, so we've got sponsored content and then we've got commercials yes um how does a wellspan make the decision which to buy mm. i would say it's association you know there oftentimes companies want to step up and be a part of the community and show that an investment that they're in it for the long haul and uh, a property, a business, an organization like Wellspan, who's saying the health of the community matters. There's kids and there's parents and grandparents and relatives watching and they wanna be in the fabric of the community. Would, would we call it, is it more of a brand play then? Yes, absolutely. Much more. Absolutely. You, you know, John, uh, on an upcoming episode, we're gonna be talking about using biases in advertising. Mm. And uh, it sounds like this is, this, is a, this is a preview for one of our following episodes. What I'm hearing here is the costly signaling bias. Are you up to, are you up to speed with it, John? <laughs> I'm gonna have to brush up on the costly signaling <laughs> bias. Um. Now, before we go on to the next question, I do wanna go back though. Um, if it's a commercial, mm-hmm. does it does a WJL have the ability to make a commercial for me? Absolutely, they very do. well. Mm-hmm. And, and generally speaking, would an advertiser pay for that? Would they get a discounted rate? Um, they definitely pay for it. It's often at a discounted rate, depending on if you give all of your TV budget to one entity, you get it very discounted. I'm Got sure. It. So, so if I'm so, let's go back to your cleaning. Uh, or you said I wouldn't put the cle- I'd put the cleaning service on the radio. But if I want to do a demonstration, if I want to take people into to my new jewelry store, for instance, and it's a wonderfully uh, attractive place, um, I could either work with WGAL's production department or one of the local uh, video production crews. Would uh, would your guy here, Dustin, would he shoot a video for me, sure. John? Yes. Yep. Um, 
outstanding. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, again, back to the fact that you have a, both a radio and a TV in, uh, background. In, in a prior episode, Marcus and I were talking about uh, cost per thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, cost per thousand as being a way for someone who's buying advertising uh, or, or advertising their brand to really compare one to another. Mm -hmm. So you are saying that radio is, uh, I mean, I, I think you are implying maybe radio is less expensive on a per spot basis. So you could probably afford more spots. Mm -hmm. um, TV uh, may be more expensive on a per spot basis. You afford less, but you, you get more impact maybe. Is that a fair way of thinking is, is about it? That's exactly correct because it's actually a low cost per thousand because there's so many more people you're reaching. Okay. So the spot costs more, but when you equate it to per thousand, it costs less. So, so for the people that are listening here that maybe don't have a, a you know, a concept of, of, of WJL's audience, for instance, um, if you were sitting down, John, John, let's open up our business. Let's let's call it uh, Marcus and John's uh, Lollipops. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, so, so if you were going to sell us advertising, so the first question I, I would have for you, Nancy, is, uh, you know, how many people are, are watching WJL at any given time? Is that even a good question? No, it's not. Okay. So, what question? What question um, should I ask? Where do you recommend? I could reach the most people who would buy lollipops. Who buys lollipops, Marcus and John? Oh, it's uh, moms and grandmoms. Okay, then I suggest we reach them during the day and in the noon news. And then I would show you a program that uh, builds up your brand and why your lollipops are so irresistible. So my next question would be, do you have a specific event that we're promoting, or is this an ongoing, you want people to know that when they come to downtown Lancaster, this is the place to get lollipops. And, and that's a really good point that I think people should probably think about TV different than the newspaper, because uh, my guess is, no offense to my friends here at LNP, but the, the Wednesday audience is probably relatively similar to the Thursday audience, but I'm guessing that the people who watch Judge Judy are way different than the people that watch, what else is on NBC, John, help me out. Um, I don't know. Tonight show with, with <laughs> sorry, Jimmy Fallon. The Tonight show with. with so with. I think to, to your point, it's you know how many do you need, and it's it's not about should I be on that TV station. It's about what it's programs. When we go home or we get up in the morning, we don't think I want to watch GAL. You think I want to watch local news or I want to see um, America's Got Talent or or Jimmy Fallon. Sure. So you it's connecting with the right programs. Now let me ask you, this is the age-old question about advertising, and Marcus and I have talked about it, and, and I want to ask all of our guests this question. How many spots, how many advertising impressions does it take to break through? How many times do you need to see my commercial before it's imprinted on your brain? John, I'm going to go back to something you covered in a previous podcast, your three M's. Wow. Does that mean you've listened to <laughs> yes. some of our previous podcasts? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm a fan of yours. Okay. That's great. Uh, the three M's, mm -hmm. the most important component is the message. Mm -hmm. So I submit to you, don't worry so much about how many times it's out there. Get the message right. The Super Bowl's often one message, and it's memorable. Okay. That's an exaggerated I, I, example, th but having said point. that, now I'm going to I'll speak to the number. Okay, that's a great point, though. Um, I, I love that point while she thinks while, while she thinks through the numbers on this because you know, 
I, quite frankly, I totally agree. You know, we, we don't spend enough time talking about creative as the variable. Correct. If, if, John, you and I are doing our jobs and we make the, if we have the best idea possible, mm-hmm. uh, I do believe it will get through. However, there's a lot of times that the idea is not worthy of being a Super Bowl ad. So, let, so let's go okay. back to that, that repetition question. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, um, there's two strategies. One is, let's go back to picking the program. So if you want to build an audience, build familiarity, so they think of you first when they're thinking of that category, you do it over a longer period of time. And you might only pick one program, but you are going to become so familiar to the audience in that show. So let's say it's a Monday through Friday local news, and you schedule it three times a week. Believe it or not, it's effective. Three times a week, two, three, four weeks a month. You can go off a week, but you do that for months. Hmm. Three times a week, but your advice generally same speaking program. would be stay in the same program. Nice. Now, if I have um, a special guest, I hired someone to come in, I'm trying to think of an example. I have an event going on in my business. It's a sale. Mm-hmm. And I want to build up to it. Well, I'm going to concentrate the campaign. That's obviously a different strategy, and that's 15 messages in a week. Again, not all day long. You pick your programs. The more frequent strategy is if you're a service industry, you get most of your calls on a Monday or Tuesday. It's to, they'll tell you that, HVAC. Got, you want yep, a bid. Yep. You're researching things. That's different than if I have a... Um, a business, an entertainment business, like Go Bananas or a right, restaurant. Right. And, you know, then I want to advertise Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday morning. So you pick not only the programs, you pick very specific days of the week, and you're only on two or three days in one or two programs, and you're on the air if it's something more urgent or you're on the air in that program three times an hour. This, this is great stuff. And what's interesting about this is we're hearing this from, you know, someone who has a television background. But what you just said could probably apply to any media Medium. plan. Yes. Um, and it kind of goes back to the idea that, uh, you know, marketing is a battle for the mind, you That's know, right. for imprinting ideas on your mind. And whether you're using TV or radio or, or whatever, those, those flighting ideas that you just described, those make a ton of sense. They call it vertical. So think of if you want to be on the air Monday because you noticed you needed your HVAC system service. You, you're thinking about it on the weekend, so you want to be on the air. It's a vertical Monday, Tuesday. Okay. And they instantly get the results and the phones ring. So now I'm going to ask a hard question. I, this might be one of the questions coming up later on in our outline here, but I feel like this is the appropriate time to ask this question. I love this strategy. It sounds like a drop dead perfect strategy, but what I'm wondering is how has that how has that strategy changed um, through people not watching TV live, through television being uh, recorded, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about internet in, in, in a little bit, but. Um, uh, is it the type of thing, Nancy, that that strategy worked great 15 years ago and it still works great today but not as great? Or is it still just as effective? You know, I guess what, what I'm really getting at is how have you seen the industry change with, with the event of on-demand, on-demand television? Or has, has the, some of that been overblown and the reality is there's a lot of people watching TV live? 
TV's still mass reach medium. It still is the mass reach medium, number one. Number two, the biggest change is it used to make the phone ring at the business. Now it directs people to their site. Now the business sees it on their analytics. They spike. They can tell which, not only week they're on TV, the day they're on TV. So um, the, the job of uh, switching that lead on the website to a, a sale, that becomes that much more critical. Because you know if you got them on the phone, you have a better chance of making a sale. And, I'm, and, and I guess the, the reality is, that, you know, that's a great point, is, you know, marketers got to be pretty sophisticated to realize why, that, why did those leads come in today? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, and, and you know. We actually saw that recently with a client, and it was a tire and auto business in Delaware. And we, we were down meeting with them, and we brought them um, Google Analytics reports showing um, traffic on their website. And traffic had increased pretty dramatically um, at a period of time that we looked at. And they said, um, you know, wow, the, the digital advertising must really be working. And I said, you know what? Unfortunately, we haven't started running the digital advertising <laughs> yet. Uh, but there was a, a radio advertising campaign running. Um, and so that, that uptick that you're describing in that case came from radio. And what's great about that is it drives search directly to that business. It's organic. Yes. Right. And uh, that's, that's the best for yeah. them, for a business person. So let's, you know, we, we've, kind of, we've kind of tripped here in, into analytics because at the end of the day, John, when I buy ads, uh, we started this episode talking about my, my good buddy, my boss, Mike Callahan, and mm-hmm. he's, he's constantly like, you know, what am, what am I getting for this? So, so Let's say I buy some some ads on, on, on a TV station. You know, you know what, what do you give, what, what do analytics look like in okay, that world? Okay, great. Thanks for asking that question. First of all, TV is under continuous measurement. Forty-eight weeks a year in this market, homes are being surveyed. You know, electronically with a box. It's not no personal. So, so, let, so let's, you, you know, I, I bet we've got some listeners that don't really know what, what that box is all about. It's, it's not my Comcast box, right? No, it's, 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 no. So, so take us through that entire process. Okay. Um, I, I, the box is, you have to agree to it, and it monitors what station, what network it's on. So whether it's Netflix, anything, it monitors what station that TV still, is on. Still the on. Nielsen company that does this? Yes. Okay. And it's... It also reports which TV in which room. Hmm. And so they um, analyze that data, and based on more sophisticated surveys in bigger markets, if it's on, if this is the program being watched and it's in the bathroom, it, we're going to ascribe that viewer to be the female in that home. If this is the program being watched and it's in the family room, based on that program and family room, we're ascribing it to the male. Hmm. And that's how they get demos and, in that data. And, and you said something really important here, which, which sounds like a difference from uh, when we learned about radio, John, which is, um, are you, you're saying 52 weeks a year this is happening? 48 so, weeks a year, 48 yes. weeks, so, so we, have, uh, we still have seasons in radio, is, is that right? In TV? But 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 well, in uh, radio, uh, yes, for, for rating oh, yes. the arbitron yeah. rating but, but, but period. So it's an arbitron rating period, right? Okay. And right. it sounds like in TV, that's a longer monitoring well, period. Well, um, in the TV industry, they still focus on four of the twelve months. So there's oh, okay. still a sweeps period. Yes, okay. absolutely. When the new shows are being launched, mm-hmm. you know, 
and it's mm-hmm. November, February, May, and I missed one, July. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so um, then um, they, you, you publish and you, you call them ratings books, right? So if I'm a potential advertiser, you're going to bring out. Now they're downloaded, the ratings, speaking of the books. But to your point. <laughs> print, <it's> print <laughs> continues to die, buddy. <laughs> it's called, um, so the ratings, so each audience, so now we can see the size audience for each program. So fast forwarding to buying TV, if I came in, recommended a campaign on two programs, two or three days a week, and I said the average rating was a three in the demo, and um, the rating book, the post came out, it's called the post, so that you just advertised in May, and the May results came out, and that program did a 2.5 instead of a three, you add up how many times you're in that show, and it was 10 times, and I owe you five rating points. Hmm. So that's called, is that called a make good? Bingo. Okay. And that's how TVs, the sales reps are feet are held to the fire. Okay. So, so let me. Especially with out-of-town ad agencies. So let me see if I understand this. Um, I buy the ads from you, or I buy the space from you based on, on an anticipated audience. But, but based if, on the historical, what the audience based, has been, based on we this. project it and we say it looks mm-hmm. like it will do okay. that three rating. Okay. You but agree but, to but, that. But if, the, but if the show tanks, then then I'll get some of that back? Um, or, you, or get, you get more of the eyeballs that you supposedly did not reach. As, as you a You do not get money back. Okay, you don't get money back, but you end up... You, you get, get more of the audience. You get, get another getting, campaign. Getting that exposure. Now, conversely, when it comes back and it's a 3.3 rating and it's 10% better, you know, you just win. It's not like I say, Got oh, it. I get to charge you a little bit more. No. Mm-hmm. So that's actually, that's actually really interesting because in, in, it, it does mean theoretically that, that, that television advertising is, 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 quote, a little bit safer. You're, you're going to get me what, what, I, what I agreed to buy. So I, guess, I guess the difference would be like it, it's similar to, to corollary would be buying cost per click, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm buying a lead right. online. I know exactly, yeah. exactly what I'm buying. And I would say, you know, oh, my gosh, over the years, we had four surveys a year. So till you got the results of the May survey, it was July, June, and we were posting how we did for you in the spring. Mm-hmm. But you may not want it, if we didn't deliver, we had to make it up to you in your next campaign, which could have been next spring. Okay. Okay, now in today's world, that still happens. We get the data more regularly every month, but there's other data that comes in instantly, and that's on the business's website. Mm. So my point is, they know when it's working. Mm -hmm. The fact that you might have not gotten everything you thought and you'll get some more spots, that's great and that happens. But the more important thing is you know sooner than anyone because of today's technology with online and how you're driving your business to your website. It's just Facebook, wherever yeah. it is. Now, now it's, one, you know, businesses know is what I'm saying. Sure. What, one of the things John has taught me is that, you know, uh, the reps here at, at, at LMP, you know, they're, they're no longer just selling that newspaper. You right. know, I, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, the, uh, you know, John speaks pretty intelligently about Facebook advertising. And John, I had no idea, you know, how complex your job had gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think so. 
<laughs> but but I guess my question, Nancy, is let, let's talk about everything else that gets sold at WJL. There, there, there's a website there. I, I mean, uh, where where do all those things fit into it? Or at the end of the day, uh, you know, our broadcast TV people, for the most part, selling broadcast space. Uh, no. First, great point, Marcus. Okay. It's absolutely changed. And um, I'll go back to a point uh, about that in a second. But to answer your question, if you've invested in a TV video, why not place it elsewhere considering uh, how much time we spend on mobile and other platforms? So they're going to, whoever it is, present the type of consumer that's going to their site, going to their Facebook page, and how to blend all of it. And it honestly does make sense. And um, they can also target, there's partnerships they have that, you know, geo-targeting, any kind of targeting, targeting consumers, it's very sophisticated. Um, what I find interesting is back in the day, the TV news content, as in newspaper content, it's the creme de la creme, and that's what you're investing in. That's your product. And what was said in every local newscast was, for more information, go to WGAL.com. One of the turning points was when they realized that if they promoted their content that was going to be on the 6 p.m. news or something, all day long on social media, that drives viewership to the news. The other way. Now, that was an aha moment. Hmm. So, A, I share that with you, but B, it's also because understand whether you're in newspaper, TV, your world, your product is the pulse of the community. And if we've gone and suddenly are spending this kind of time in mobile, and they had to learn it. And they, those industries, we know that. TV, newspaper, radio, because you had to learn how to get those consumers back into your primary media. Mm-hmm. So I was always amused when someone said, oh, but you know, you're TV and you don't know it. And I'm thinking, you don't know how well we know how consumers are using the other platforms. We had to. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, we've, we have a very connected consumer, 12 <laughs> hours a day. But to that point, um, let me ask you, as someone who has perspective on this industry, where do you think TV viewership is going? Because you've got, you know, you've got over the top, you've got direct TV. Um, wh- where do you think the consumer uh, preferences and habits and technology is going to take TV? I think t- we are going to be unplugged. I think we don't care how we're getting content. Mm. Content is king. Um, I don't know cable, whatever that is, satellite dish. To me, that changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, local companies will constantly focus on local news and info because no one does it better. So their lifeblood will be news. I don't know how much they're going to continue to spend on, I don't know, Dr. Oz Mm. or Mm -hmm. those syndicated programs. So Mm -hmm. uh, viewership has leveled off. I don't actually, it's an incredible entertainment medium. Let's just be honest. And is it back to where it was with Jerry Seinfeld? No, but it's not going away. You know, radio didn't go away. I right. mean, you know, sure. it's 
I think I think it's pretty it's pretty solid. It's just it's very intentional and we are no longer on a schedule. They can't dictate when I watch it. So um, if Gary Vaynerchuk were on the program with us, and, and he's not, um, as evidence Maybe by, next week. <laughs> <laughs> since we have a no swearing. He hasn't replied to my emails. <laughs> if, but uh, but uh, if Gary were on the program, and we, we quote him periodically, one, one of the things that, that he says today, and I, w- and I would just be curious to your retort on this, um, his answer or his opinion is that for the most part television advertising today compared to a lot of the other things out there is an extremely overpriced medium um would you agree with that no i would tell you ad agencies say that um cost per points cannot continue to go up if the program was a three program, three rating, and now it's a 2.8, you can't charge me a higher cost per point. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a pressure to not raise rates. And you know that leads to a lot of conversations such as live programming is you know, so important to a TV station because right. You're, I am going to dictate when you watch it then, whether sure. it's the Royal Wedding or, you know, the World Cup. Right. You know, so. and, and the other thing that I, w- that I would say, too, um, uh, I, I appreciate your answer on what you'd say to Gary. And the other thing that I would say to Gary in this case, John, and I'm sure you would agree with this, is this is, this is for the most part, a local or regional podcast. So I think a lot of Gary's advertising sometimes has, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more relevance at the national level than perhaps what we might see in the local market. Yeah, I mean, I I can speak to how we feel here at LMP in terms of our mission, and I imagine WGAL and other stations feel the same, and we feel we're we're trying to be the voice of the community. We're trying to knit the community together with uh, news and information, and I think radio stations do that, TV stations do that, and they enable people to feel a part of the community and know what's going on. And and just back to the costs, it's so pervasive, TV and strong medias. If it influences the activity on your other sites and your business, isn't it worth a little more? Right. Like, I just can't evaluate totally on a cost per thousand. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. TV drives that's search. A, that's a hands really down. good point. Is, is that you know not you know not all not all eyeballs are equal. Write that one down, John. That, that'll be <laughs> the title of, of an episode. Uh, we're heading towards the tail end here. One of the things I do want to ask you, Nancy, is you know you you uh, had this uh, this love affair with 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 broadcast media, radio, and television. A little bit more mm-hmm. towards television, you know, uh, you know, thirty some years ago. And, uh, you know, bright-eyed Nancy coming out of Penn State very quickly falls in love with the TV radio world. If you were coming out of school now, any thoughts as to, as to what, what you would, what, you know, what would be calling to you? Video. Video. On, on all platforms. Video on it's all platforms. It's compelling. It's memorable. You can, you can move people's minds quickly. And um, it's, you know, 76% of the content we take in on our desktop or on our mobile is video. So I would get really good at being an effective communicator 
in video. Again, it's about the message. Businesses don't fail because uh, they reached the wrong people. They fail because their message didn't provoke thinking and cut through the clutter. Here, here for the creatives, yeah, John. Yeah, great, great points, great points. Well said. All right, I love it. We're selling the creatives there. Tremendously helpful. Listen, that brings us full circle. Um, we we did mention uh, that, uh, that earlier uh, this year, uh, Nancy, you parted ways with WGAL. Um, since then, you've been helping our friends out uh, at the chamber a little bit. So, yes. uh, so what are you what are you doing for our buddy Tom Baldridge? Oh, I love Lancaster. I love the business community. So Tom and I, um, we he hired me to come on and help him develop a sales culture, better understand the needs of the business community to keep renewals with the mm -hmm. chamber, retention mm -hmm. high, as well as convey the value of having the resource of the Lancaster Chamber in our backyard. Must have been hard to do that considering they don't have a video studio, Nancy. You've been a powerful advocate saying, for video. I kept, I, if, you were, if you were a fly in the wall, how often I brought up video. But yes, but I, I enjoyed it. It's um, eye-opening to see all the work that they do how many different reasons businesses um, engage with the chamber. You might, right. because you want to meet more people in the business community, other people need advocacy. Yep. I mean, it's just a plethora. Or savings, mm -hmm. you know, on your insurance costs. It's, it was great. So I really enjoyed my time there. And uh, my contract just concluded, and I'm looking forward to my next opportunity to help a business grow, whether it's through helping them develop their teams or helping them with their marketing. Okay, so so whether it be marketing, uh, obviously sales leadership, yes. uh, um, necessarily in the media space or not necessarily? Um, not necessarily, though I'm, I love ideas and things that aren't tangible and the nuances of marketing those mm -hmm. and helping a business that, maybe if it's a business that can't distinguish themselves with another, like Coke and Pepsi, mm -hmm on a smaller scale, I can help them do that. Outstanding. Well, most, most of our guests have a website. Do you have a website, Nancy, or how would people get a hold of you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Nancy Tooley, that's T-U-L-L-I. Well, Nancy, this has been fantastic, and you filled in a gap that we've had because we haven't covered TV. Um, you know, and t TV is one of the most important uh, media outlets in advertising, and it's, it's about time we covered it. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's you been, guys it's are been great. Well, you've been listening to Marketing with Walker and Grimm, the show about marketing specifically for businesses in central Pennsylvania. To hear all our shows, subscribe at Google Play, iTunes, or visit us at lnpmediagroup.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>